It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Blue! Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another episode of the show that we like to call Bad Language. Well, at least I do, because that's my initials. I am Brian Anthony Davis from the Steel Curtain Network, courtesy of Fans First Sports Network. And I am so glad. I love having this forum. I love the fact that you are a part of it here. If you want to go ahead and get a hold of me, hashtag Steel Curtain Bad. It's as easy as that. Go ahead and uh, you know check me out on X or uh, the artist formerly known as Twitter. Or as my dad called it way back when. My gosh, this was like about 12 years ago. I didn't even know what he knew what it was, but he was planning about Richard Mendenhall and his comments about Osama bin Laden and that whole uh, situation uh, when Navy SEALs took him down back in, yeah, that was well, 13 years ago. And he said, yeah, I, I heard what he said on the tweeter. So now it's just plain old X. Still not cool. I just not cool sounding. Just don't get it. But who cares? What do you need to know? is where you can get Steel Curtain Network. It's wherever you download your favorite podcast, so definitely do it. If you want to know all about the Steelers, if you want to hear rumors quelled, not us making up rumors. We don't do that. We could quell rumors. 
we can go ahead and tell you what's going on from inside the facility. That's something that we know. And I want you to go ahead and check out later on today, because this is Tuesday. This hits Tuesday morning at 4 a.m. Later on, Jeff Hartman and myself, Brian Anthony Davis, will have our very own special edition of a breaking news podcast as we talk about what's going on inside the facility. We got some firsthand information. You are not going to want to miss that. Make sure you check that out. It's something that everybody's talking about, but everybody's talking about the wrong things. Plain and simple. So we are going to break it down for you. So a spoiler alert, it might be about two letters, a Q and a B. I'm going to talk about the QB situation here a little bit, but I'm going to talk about it more from a WR perspective. And that's something that I've been thinking about a lot. I saw where Tim Benz put this out and great respect for Tim Benz. You can also check out Tim with breakfast with Benz on the steel, excuse me, on the fans first sports network, wherever you download your favorite podcast, this guy's good. He knows his stuff. And if he says it, you could believe it. And you've been hearing me say a lot, you know, don't really believe what you hear from outside of the 412 and the 724 or outside of just Steeler Nation alone. I think that's very important because other people, they read it like a stock report. You know, they, they read it that way. They don't know, really know what's going on. To give you a little bit of inside information if i break down the fourth wall here at fans first sports network you know we work with all of the teams we have something we have a little spreadsheet out there and the spreadsheet is put out for all of our affiliates to go ahead and put down your top five draft needs or not even just draft needs but needs in the off season And we went ahead and we put together the needs for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I was not a part of this, but I fully agree with it. And you look at the top five, you will not see quarterback in that top five. I would assume it might be number six, but you're going to see center. You're going to see offensive linemen more of a tackle over a guard. You're actually going to see wide receiver. Of course, you're going to see inside linebacker. You're going to see corner as well. You're going to see those positions. You're not going to see quarterback. Because if you're on the inside and you understand what's going on here, you know the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to bring one in but they still know darn well that in the third year of the Kenny Pickett experiment experience, he's going to get a chance. Now there's some dissension and the dissension is huge right now. And Ben's, when he reported this, said this, this, all this dissension is basically because of what the wide receivers want. 
So what do the wide receivers want? They want Mason Rudolph back. And here's one of the reasons they want him back. Because they had success with him. So you have young receivers like George Pickens. And you have a guy like Deontay Johnson, who's been around the block a while. But they had more success with Mason Rudolph because the team had more success with Mason Rudolph. But I still think that the Matt Canada situation was real. And we only saw five quarters of Kenny Pickett post Matt Canada. We saw zero quarters of Mason Rudolph mid Matt Canada. Now, I'm taking the the Dave Schofield route. I want the best possible quarterback for the Steelers to win. Last year at the end of it all, the end of that season, Mason Rudolph was the best situation for the Steelers at QB. And the reason he was because he was comfortable and he is veteran savvy and he learned. I still think 2019 Mason Rudolph and 2023 Kenny Pickett were kind of the same. Bad, when are you going to give up on Kenny Pickett? I mean, Matt Canada didn't make those bad throws. Yeah, I heard that on the Q&A yesterday. Somebody who's making those bad throws, I get it. But the situation that Kenny Pickett was in was a losing proposition. And it really was. He was not allowed to audible. I got that firsthand. I knew about that. Knew about that a long time before it was reported. And he was rushing throws. He was told to not make mistakes. Of course, all quarterbacks are told not to make mistakes. But a lot of Matt Canada's system, too, was safe. We love the gunslingers of the past. We love the Brett Favre's. Not what he does outside of football. Or sending pictures of his dong to reporters. Not cool. We love Ben Roethlisberger when he was a gunslinger. Or the cowboy, like he used to call himself. Terry Bradshaw would throw it up. Man, there was a lot of turnovers. In 1979, they went 12 and 4 and won the Super Bowl. But man, he was not afraid to put it up. But I think the biggest thing that the wide receivers are asking for right now is to be able to run their routes, turn around, and the ball be there. The problem was more than inaccuracy was Kenny Pickett not being comfortable and rushing his throws. Mitch Trubisky was doing it too, but Mitch Trubisky just was not the right guy. I'm not going to pee on his grave. His 
football career in Pittsburgh grave. He's not dead. I wish the man well. But the Money Mitch experience in Pittsburgh went bankrupt. No ka-ching with Money Mitch. We didn't get to see Kenny get comfortable post-Matt Canada. 31 of 40, he was driving. Come on. Do you really think they were going to lose that game to the Cardinals and the Patriots? I don't. I absolutely don't. That injury killed a redemption story and killed justification for getting rid of Matt Canada. It really did. We're going to see a whole scheme and we're going to see a scheme that features running backs. Nobody's talking about running backs right now in Pittsburgh. We're going to see running backs get more of an opportunity to catch the football. This new scheme loves tight ends. But this new scheme is going to be big on run blocking. And it's going to be big on something that you've been begging for. Pittsburgh wants a fullback in there. You're going to be seeing some interesting developments. Remember, Connor Hayward was a fullback. He got moved to tight end. He does some really good things. He's a Hayward, man. You're going to see some really interesting things. You might see a traditional fullback brought in as well. You're going to see the pony backfield probably. Bad, what's the pony? I'm not talking about genuine. The Pony sounds like a strip club, too. Now appearing at the Pony Sapphire. So, you know, when I think about it, I think about the Pony backfield with both Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren kind of more like used as a fullback that touches the football. And then Najee Harris running behind a line. And I think there's going to be a young draft pick in there too. I would love to get Marius Mims. Two Georgia guys bookending. That'd be amazing. But you're going to see something that you haven't seen since 1976. I'm not saying that they're both going to get a thousand yards rushing. But it's possible. Wow, it's really possible. Because if this system relies on it, you're going to see it so much more. You're probably going to see a true number one wide receiver as well. Because what we've seen recently in the Arthur Smith system 
you have a number one guy that gets a lot of balls. You've got a tight end. You get have two tight ends that will see a lot of pigs fly in their way. And then you're going to see a drop off. So you very well could see a major drop in production from Deontay Johnson. But you're going to see George Pickens used and used well. But it's still going to be a running back show. Now, one thing that everybody's worried about with Arthur Smith, they feel that it's going to be so run heavy that there's going to be no passing game virtually at all. You know, what Ryan Tannehill did when Arthur Smith was in Tennessee? They were top 10 in passing. They were very high in points. Somebody on the Q&A yesterday said, yeah, could we just see 27 plus points on a regular basis? Think you might. And with that defense... That's going to be a team that wins a lot of games. You don't have to average over 30. That'd be amazing. But 27 is still pretty good. So I think that could happen. And I think if we go back to the narrative from last year, that if you just have good quarterback play, that this team is going to be something special. Because awful quarterback play for most of the year still got you a 10-7 and record. And I'm telling you, it should have been 12-5. and Really should have. Colonels and Patriots, that was in playing below the competition. That was having horrible quarterback play out of Mitch Trubisky, mostly. So there you have it. The wide receivers want certain things, but the wide receivers will be happy if the team is scoring points. So more than anything, it goes back to the scheme. The scheme is the thing. The scheme is the dream. We're going to be back right after this for the conclusion of bad language. We're going to talk bad memories. And these are some good ones. You stick around here. We will be right back right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco. 
Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This is war! All right, it's bad. We are back. It's bad language. Steel Curtain Network. I am Brian Anthony Davis. So glad to be talking to you. If the voice sounds a little bit funny, my gosh, I'm going on three weeks of this crazy sore throat. Don't know what it is. Trying to get it taken care of. Nothing's working. I think I've been misdiagnosed. Oh, Ryan, you just have that virus and everything. You know, no, I don't have a virus. A virus. <laughs> my gosh, I miss Western PA. I don't get good yinzer talk here. I was watching WWE Raw, though, and I was listening to Pat McAfee who's back on Raw. And I get a great dose of Yinzer talk and that accent that I just love so much that I grew up with. Oh, that's amazing. I've been told I don't do a good Yinzer accent. I don't think mine's that bad in that. I really don't. But I've got to fake it because I never had it. No, my mom had the accent a whole lot more. She had twinges of it. But for some reason, the Davises didn't. Oh, but there was a lot around us growing up in Johnstown, PA. I will tell you that. So let's let's get into it. You know, bad memories is the part of bad language that they aren't bad memories whatsoever. It's just it's story time with bad. I've had a lot of years of fandom. Everybody knows that I'm post-50. I don't think I sound post-50. I really don't. 
I don't even think I look post 50. When my weight's up, I do. Trying to get that down. But I do have the full head of hair, which has made me lucky. But I met my first Pittsburgh Steeler when I was in fourth grade. So that would be, if I'm not mistaken, it was 1980. And in Johnstown, we had Glosser Brothers Department Store. It was a three-story department store in Dantan. Oh, I mean, it's one of those classic city department stores. Man, I it was something special. It's been gone since 1985. I mean, it's been gone almost 40 years. And it was a shell of itself at the end anyways. I remember getting comic books. They had like the newsstand there where they sold cigarettes, which I didn't buy. I wasn't a smoker. I was allergic to smoke. But I was like nine, eight when I was going there anyways. But... I used to get Richie Rich comic books and stuff like that. Uh, that's the kind of stuff that I liked. I had some superhero stuff too. But my parents got me the, uh, the little kid stuff, I guess. But we stood in line for a long time to get L.C. Greenwood's autograph. And you still will never know what LC stands for. It was a long line. I was a kid. Didn't get to have a conversation with him. My gosh, that guy signed forever. Beautiful signature. And I still have it. LC's a guy that deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, by the way. But he was a giant to me. I was tiny. I was a small, small kid. The only reason I'm big now is because... I've gained weight and I blame that on Mariah Carey in 1993. No, I never met Mariah Carey, but when we were on the radio, every time we played a Mariah Carey song, the manager of McDonald's from across the street would send my radio partner and myself our favorites and he knew our favorites. So every time and playing Mariah Carey every hour, not because we wanted to, because that's just what you did at a top 40 radio station. And so it was a bacon, egg and cheese biscuit, a Cinnabon, a cinnamon bun. It wasn't Cinnabon like Burger King had and a hot chocolate. <laughs> My gosh, that's when I started gaining weight, but I'm, I'm working on it. Definitely working on it. I'm trying to stay alive. I kind of like my family. I want to stick around for them. For some reason, they like me. I don't know. But anyways, I was thinking about this. I've met a lot of Steelers in my lifetime. Last week on this show, we talked about me meeting Terry Bradshaw. And what an amazing experience it was. I've had the opportunity in my lifetime to actually drive two Steelers to airports. One was Veron Haynes 
in 2006 after the Super Bowl. And in 2008, it was Frenchie Fuqua. What an amazing experience that was. Frenchie was probably one of the most personal, personable guys. And I want to talk about that today. So this was one of those situations where, you know, I mentioned cigarettes earlier. A cigarette has a lot to do with this story. So we're in Chantilly, Virginia. It's probably about an hour from where I live. And I had a friend who did autograph signings and they brought in Frenchie Fuqua. And I put this on social media when Franco Harris died. I had a, I put a picture up of Franco. But, and it was me with Franco. And I wasn't even smiling. I was just shocked that I was standing next to Franco. But I'm going to talk about what I was wearing. I was wearing a sport coat. So I was wearing a jacket, no tie, but a button-down shirt and jeans. Still in my 30s at the time. I looked like an agent. And they paired me with Frenchie. By the way, it was so cool to watch Frenchie and Franco embrace backstage there. And talking to each other about the old times. So... They pair me up with Frenchie and here I am, I'm sitting with them and my job is to look at the ticket and tell Frenchie what he can sign because people take advantage. They'll want everything. They'll, they'll want extra. So I had to be like the bouncer <laughs> in a way, the bad guy going, Nope, just, uh, just, uh, no inscription. They didn't pay for that or no, you can't sign double, you know? Um, so that's what we did. And the fans were awesome. And Frenchie was great with everybody. I mean, Frenchie gave me his phone number, called me. I called him. I got to see him again. Just, I mean, like on the picture that he signed for me, just wrote, call me, but he needed a ride back to the airport. And before we went back, he wanted to take a break. He wanted to, uh, go ahead, have a uh, smoke break. So this is a convention center in Virginia. And we're back in the bowels of this place. And it's like a long quarter. And it's like a stadium quarter. But, you know, it was the backstage area. And I'm sitting there talking to him. And he says, and I was telling him how... He was one of my dad's favorite players. And he goes, Hey, want me to call your dad? And so he did. We didn't have great reception. So dad really couldn't hear. Cell phones were not as good in 2008, you know, but so we're standing there and everybody the whole time was treating. I, I was telling Frenchie where to go, what to do, um, what time we're leaving because I had the schedule, you know? And he was relying on me because he didn't know anything about the place where we were at. He was coming, he lives in Michigan. 
So here we go. And he's, he's having a smoke break. And I see these three guys coming up. And they didn't look like agents. They looked like bouncers. And they were guarding this very tall, bald man. And the, in the middle. And they were walking. They were going to the car. And, you know, they're going through the back because you don't want to get mobbed by fans. Because you stand in line for these athletes and you pay good money. This is this is part of their retirement. And remember, those older players didn't have the guaranteed contracts. I mean, the guys that played in the 70s and 80s, they, they didn't have it. Now, this guy, this guy that I'm talking about was a pretty big name and everybody knew who he was. And as we're coming up, the guy in the middle looks at me, comes by and shakes my hand and says, hey, good to see you again. How you doing? He thought I was an agent, I guess, because I was looking the part. And I looked at him and said, pretty good, Cal Ripken Jr. How are you? <laughs> said, hey, good. Good to see you. Take care. And then he goes by. I'm like, he said hello to Frenchie, but he paid more attention to me. It was the weirdest thing, but still my memories of that day and that same day I got to see backstage. I got to hang out and talk with Randy Grossman, a beautiful man. What a great guy. Randy Grossman is. I got to see just a very beautiful woman backstage that was Jenny Finch from the Olympic softball team and a beautiful person as well. And then I was told, I was instructed, Hey, take these balls over behind there and have Pete Rose sign them. And here I am said, Hey Pete, I need 50 of these. He's like, all right, it's the weirdest thing. Why am I bringing up this story? I'm name dropping. Yeah. But it's so funny how we look at these guys. We look at these guys as larger than life. And the conversations they want to have with you are not about grand things. They're about grandchildren. They're about life. They're about getting by, not struggling, getting by, but like Prince says, getting through this thing you call life. It's such a cool thing. I have a great story of James Harrison telling me not to get married right before I got engaged. I have a great story of another linebacker, Jack Lambert, making fun of me because I offered to have his back. <laughs> One of my favorite stories. Man, I met Antonio Brown. 
in Ben Roethlisberger, in Greg Lloyd, in Franco Harris. Rocky Blyer let me put all four rings on my fingers. And I got to meet Dwayne Woodruff. And Louis Lips spoke at my high school. And I had an opportunity to meet all these people. Shamarco Thomas, Barry Foster, Ryan Shazier, Yancey Thigpen, who was absolutely awesome. I think that was probably something that I thought that was really special. James Connor, who's just an absolute gem of a person. Najee Harris, who F-bombed me in a fun way about messing up his name. It's Najee, not Najee, according to Mr. Harris. And I didn't even do it. He thought I was the one doing it because I told him where I podcast for. There's some I haven't met. There's some I've yet to meet. I've never, I, I had a chance to be, not really meet Bill Cower, but I went to a press conference. Never really had a chance to meet any of the three head coaches. I could name drop so many more, but why am I name dropping them? Because there wasn't a bad experience in the whole bunch. Man, I loved the fact that when I talked to them, some of the times when I had opportunities to talk to these guys more, it was about life. Sometimes we forget that about these athletes, that they just want to have a normal, regular life. They're chasing the American dream just like we are. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. This has been yet another episode of Bad Language. And as always, I ain't apologizing for nothing.